Grace Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. Thanks for being here and listening in as we share some things with you and we try to connect Sundays together. Um, this episode, uh, we have special guest, Sylvia Baker. Uh, our new, what is what is Sylvia's title, Brent? Office Administrator. Office Administrator. So welcome to the staff. Welcome to being here. You have been in the office, what, one and a half days yes. now? One and a half days. Man, well, welcome. We're glad you're here. Thank you. Um, so we wanted to take us a moment to, and we had you and Jerry on the podcast not too awful long ago, um, but uh, we didn't have you on as our office administrator. And so we wanted to take a moment to introduce you to the church in that way uh, and get to know you maybe a little bit in a, uh, uh, a more casual way. You know, we wanted to connect you with the church. So I'm just going speed round here. You ready? Wow. Okay. And I do want to clarify. Uh, so our staff, we, we do like to uh, have a little fun together. So one of the consequences that we will have at our at our staff meeting <laughs> is uh, there might be some kind of game, some kind of activity, uh, some kind of uh, fortune of chance. And there's always one loser that we try to find that that gains. But many winners. And many winners. Yes, that's <laughs> that's kind of the flip. It's that one winner, many losers. We have many winners and one loser. And on Sylvia's first staff meeting, she is fortunate enough to be... The loser. the loser. Yes, yeah. so we are. Me. We're grateful. So one of the things we joked at is that uh, hey, she's able to be able to come on the podcast as a part of that <laughs> consequence. And uh, but we're no, we are grateful you're here. And I know there's certainly a uh, a learning curve. And uh, I just want to also with that, you know, before we hit this this lightning round of, of trivia things about you, uh, you know, I just want to give an appreciation to our, our church body. We have had a, a team of ladies uh, helped. Uh, uh, fill in and serve in the office and others still volunteering to help run errands and really uh, kind of build out our uh, the office team. That's been a great thing. Uh, uh, Victoria Ray also is our, is our Connect and office intern, and, and she's done a wonderful job. Uh, but we are indeed so happy that you're, you're here. And so first question, one of the most important questions, Stephen, we could possibly ask. Oh, man. Is if somebody were to want to drop something off for you at the office to drink through the day or snack on, what would that be? Uh, coffee and chocolate are always appreciated. <laughs> All right. Now, what, so what specific, what kind of coffee? What, what, what's your go-to? Uh, I love all types of frou-frou coffees. Okay. So uh, a Hampton from Java Jacks or any Frappuccino type <laughs> iced coffee. Uh, I'm really not picky Just as long anything. as it's caffeinated. There you go. So you like it iced? I do like iced coffee. I prefer coffee. it iced, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Good well, to know. Good to know. I'm glad I got you a warm one then uh, on your first day. So glad I could mess <laughs> that up. Just right. And you like dark chocolate, milk chocolate? What do you I love dark chocolate. Okay. And chocolate and peanut butter is also a, a, a special favorite. Okay. So. Hey, I've got one. Can I ask one? Please. Okay. Would you rather kiss a snake... Or hold a spider. Ooh, kiss a snake. Okay. All right. Well, wow. This is. What about you, uh, Brent? What would I? I'm gonna abstain. You know, my my boys are reading this book <laughs> called uh, basically like uh, what's it called? Like who would who would win? Mm-hmm. So it takes two animals and fights them together, oh, and it nice. gives all the stats they have, and then they fight at the end of the book. 
And uh, I've read way too many of these books, and I'm not a fan of uh, snakes or anything like that, but my sons have taken a great curiosity in snakes. So I've been reading these gross snake books. Oh, man. It's been a, it's been a season of suffering for me. I just me. brought up some anxiety for you, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to imagine any of those things. Uh, one of the things I think that, that is insightful for us is you're in a season of life where you, uh, you've kind of passed through a little bit of the... Uh, you know, I have got to drive my kids here, got to drive my kids there, but you also have kids that are themselves becoming mobile. So you have Mason and Kate and both are in high school, right? Yes. So what has this season been like? We have several people in our church that are in this season, but we have a lot that are, uh, that have little ones that'll be growing into that season. We have others that have already come through that season. What are some lessons that, uh, that you all are learning in this season of having two high school students? Um, so many lessons. It is, First of all, every phase has been my favorite. Hmm. So, um, but having a senior in high school, we are trying to learn how to back off a little bit hmm. and let him be independent a little bit more, knowing that he's about to go off to college. Um, so that's new. Hmm. And uh, I'm also seeing a little bit more of the friendship side of parenting, which is mm, pretty cool. That is neat. Um, but it is a never ending roller coaster with two teenagers <laughs> in the house. Um, and we are just exhausted all the time, but it's all yeah. good things. That's great. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. Now, what would be, uh, Kind of if you were to give maybe advice to those that have kids that are in middle school age, I know Refuge Ministry or Student Ministry just started back up. They had a, a, a great number of students there, great number of student leaders as well. Uh, what are things that you've, you've kind of learned through uh, this season now that you would say if you could go back and talk to uh, the bakers that had middle schoolers back then and, and those people in our church, what are some insights maybe that you would give them as they prepare for high school life? Don't dread it. Like society tells you that teenagers are moody and disrespectful <laughs> and society just gives you all of these things that mm. aren't necessarily true. And, uh, you hear all these horror stories and don't buy into that. Um, you can still cuddle up with your kids on the couch <laughs> when they're teenagers and you can still tuck them in at night and they still need hugs from mom and dad mm -hmm. and uh, just keep loving them like you've always loved them. That's tremendous. That's a great insight. Yeah. My wife used to teach middle schoolers. Uh, she used to teach sixth grade math and she just loved it because they were they were trying to be adults, but they were still children. And there was this whole like bundle of emotions that they couldn't figure out how to deal with. But middle schoolers, I've never met a more honest group of people. They'll just tell you, you know, they're telling you like, cause they, they've got too much emotion to process that they're just going to tell you the truth. And it's been really cool. Like even with our, our students here in refuge, you know, being able to kind of hear from them and grow from them and hear like they're just have honest thoughts about the scriptures. They want to know the truth. And it's been really cool to kind of mm. hear them ask these questions. And I love, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to rush things, but I love middle schoolers and I 
I kind of, I don't know, you're making me excited to get to that point, Sylvia. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You all are also uh, hosting a small group on Wednesday nights, and it's it's fun to look at not only our staff team, our uh, our elders, and so many in our church that are involved in small groups in this season. Uh, what have been some of the things that you all have have uh, have kind of learned in uh, being small group leaders? Uh, mostly, just watching the group grow in maturity, and we've just hmm. had a couple. Uh, kind of split off and go on to help mentor and uh, help with another small group. And yeah. we were sad to see them go, but right. um, it's great to see that growth yeah. uh, within our group and uh, just to see the relationships grow, um, being able to uh, spend time with the couples. And uh, we have, all different ages and stages hmm. in our group. So that's fun. I want to ask you who your favorite person is in your small group. <laughs> I'm not going to ask that. That should be my but husband. Jerry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, that is an easy softball. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should have pitched it. Uh, but I think that gives a good picture of like what healthy, yeah, healthy community does. And, and we think of the life of a small group. It could be any ministry group. But how, by default, it it's, it fills up with living water, and it's it can't help but spill over into those members of that group's life. Uh, so there are relationships, and then also it spills over into other ministries and other desiring to pour out in other people. That's what the Lord works within us. So that's a neat picture to be able to see that, and and somebody planting off and mentoring some younger couples uh, with that. And the bigger picture is that that's a vision of the church, right? That's a vision of us as believers, but then corporately as a church, uh, as the Lord, the Spirit of God is working in our lives, filling us up. We cannot help but be poured out for the mission of God uh, and then acting in a more wise and uh, and uh, intentional way in our daily lives. So the, the informal components, how the Lord shapes us and blesses others, and then the, the larger component of how the church, whether it's supporting missionaries or, or taking new ground in different places, uh, that's a that's a neat picture on a, on a small scale there. Uh, so what I want to do is I want to give you an opportunity to kind of flip the script a little bit here, Sylvia. Mm. Uh, and what would you? What's a question that you have for us? Oh man, that you can think of. Uh, maybe that now that you're uh, in, the, in the staff component or things, uh, as you thought about coming on staff, maybe there's there some anxiety there of uh, being able to. Uh, to be, uh, you know, around the those that are that are that the church helps to, to pay to it to be able to help equip people in the church to be able to do this vocationally. Um, what are some questions maybe you have for us? You have had answered, or that you maybe have for us that you are curious about? Well, I've only been in the office a day and a half. <laughs> Haven't had very many questions answered. <laughs> Still working on that. Who? <laughs> I should have gotten a little warning for this one. Yeah, I want to be clear. We gave Cynthia, or we gave Sylvia about, well, I gave you like an hour. A heads up. I just put it out there. Would you be willing to come on? And and she was a great sport and said, do I have to? And of course, <laughs> yes, please. And so, yes. So she's jumping here. So there's not a lot of uh, foresight. But uh, you've been a part of one staff meeting. So what can, what insights, maybe this is a better question to be able to ask. What mm-hmm. insights can you give to the church of what the staff meeting was like? Or the staff group text. Yeah. No, no <laughs> that, that's not important. Uh, I was very impressed with the staff meeting 
the way the staff prays for each other, uh, the intentionality, that's a word, right? Sure. Intentionality. Okay. Yeah. On the personal life and professional life, um, just the the importance that those things carry. Um, of course, the the ministry focus is so important, but you're also very concerned about each other's families. And uh, I think that makes for uh, a healthy staff, a healthy mm-hmm. work environment, which is going to trickle over and uh, that's going to affect the entire health of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I appreciate you sharing that. And uh, uh, one of the components that that ties in, and my belief is, is if you're uh, as a, as a staff team, as, as leaders, ministry leaders, as, as elders, if you, if you genuinely love each other as we ought to, and we're commanded to, and you care for each other <clears throat> and you do your best in that way and you aim for health, right? Effectiveness in ministry uh, and health together, that that health, just like we said with your small group a moment ago, this spills over into the life of the church. You know, part of it is just, I mean, I, I love being with each other. You know, I, I love being with the church. I don't care the age. Uh, it's just, it's a joy to be able that the Lord allows us to be in each other's lives and to spend time together. And uh, so I, I think that's one of the, the sweetest components. I'm happy you're able to see that. And uh, of course, we're a little silly. We laugh a lot, uh, but the ability to focus, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about Fall Fest right now. So we, we had a lot of those, that information as we're getting ready for that. And that, as everybody, I think has probably heard the word already, Fall Fest will be on Halloween this year because that's on a Sunday. Uh, and uh, that'll be on the 31st. So we'll have that from three to five. So our Fall Fest vision has had, you know, a major component of that has been in reach, it's been connecting together, building the family component and strengthening those relationships in the life of our church. But because it is on Halloween this year, we're having a component of that that is a little bit more outreach focused. And our prayer is that uh, the Lord would bring uh, many dozens and, and hundreds, perhaps, of folks that don't don't have a church home or that are just out on that day to come be a part of our campus, to be able to to meet some of our our our, uh, our, our members, uh, and to build some relationships and to familiarize themselves with uh, with Grace Bible Church and and uh, and we pray to, that 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 the Lord might use that in ways that we don't even quite know how that's going to happen. Uh, so, but we trust and we're trying to make the most of the opportunities we have. So we do laugh a lot uh, in staff, and uh, we also try to. Uh, to get a little bit of work done along the way too. I'm just <laughs> thankful that you said that you did not say in the question to ask us. I thought you were going to ask us. I'm glad you didn't say. When do you all do any work around here? I'm, just, <laughs> I'm glad that that was not what you said. Um, That's great. But uh, we'll let you. What did you think a little bit further? What what you'd like to ask in the in the time to come? But I do want to be able to just thank you for for uh, uh, being obedient to the Lord and 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 uh, and taking this position. And we're excited to see how the Lord works in the the months and years to come. So if everybody was taking notes at home, the answer was chocolate and a cold... Fru-fru coffee. <laughs> Fru-fru coffee drinks. Uh, but uh, let's, let's shift a little bit to this Sunday. This is a family service, mm-hmm. as we did last Sunday of every month. And Stephen, why do we do family services last Sunday of the month? That means people K all the way through 5th, uh, uh, those, those, uh, those young people join us for the whole service. Yeah, so it's a part of... Family discipleship, it's a part of, you know, allowing families to worship together, to allow children to, to be able to mimic what they see their parents doing. Uh, we also participate in the Lord's Supper every mm-hmm. uh, every last Sunday of the month. 
uh, when we do our family service. And so for them to be able to see that, you know, Brent, I know that that <clears throat> has been incredibly important for you as a, as a child, seeing that, you know, part of Absolutely. your conversion, uh, kind of asking the questions of why mm-hmm. do, why do you take that? And I don't, and drawing mm-hmm. those lines, there are really important for our kids to learn from, uh, learn from us in those moments. And so I know that like, when we get to that part of the service, I'm sitting there with my children and we ask them, Hey, what is, what does this represent? Even as you're kind of talking, no offense, but you know, I've got to, you know, as you're talking, I'm kind of, Hey, what does this represent? That's Christ's body. What does this represent? The, the blood of Christ. And so they're, they're learning that, um, as they sit there with us. And so they also have an opportunity to, to sing, you know, right there with you and to, to read the word and to hear the sermon and take notes mm-hmm. and, do all that so that um, you know it's it's they're they're not siloed. They mm-hmm. they are a part of what what we're doing. Um, and then even as they grow up and they they get they come into to refuge in the middle school and high school, they come in. They already they know what to do. Mm-hmm. They get folded right into uh, to what we're doing as big folks. You yeah, know, uh, right? So. And John will have activity packs for the kids as well, where they can write notes, hey, you know, take down, hey, what's a word that I heard that I'm going to understand what's something that was said that really strikes in. And we can never underestimate, we'll also have baptism at 1045 service this Sunday. You can never underestimate what's what's being caught uh, by those eyes and mm-hmm. uh, what's being impressed upon their hearts. It's hard to believe because some might think, you know, it's just one Sunday a month. What kind of impact can that have on me? Well, you know, if they, if they start in kindergarten and it's going to take a little bit of wiggles and there's going to be movement, that's okay. That's wonderful. Uh, but what's going to happen in the long run uh, is going to be the case that the child is going to actually, well, by the time they enter into sixth grade and join us full time, if they attend every Sunday, they'll attend uh, for their K through fifth. They attend every f- service. They will have actually already attended over a year's worth of worship services by the time they come in. It's not a, all of a sudden cold turkey, throw mm-hmm. you in the deep deep end. Uh, it's a, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm familiar with this. And there's an anticipation that builds. Mm-hmm. And that's been a sweet thing to be able to, to see. So that's going to be this Sunday. Uh, we're going to be in Exodus chapter 9, verse 1 through 18. And uh, <clears throat> one of the components that we're going to draw out this Sunday is, is our text, two key observations is that this text gives us statements that we actually hear from unbelievers, but then statements that we hear from believers in the same text. Now, I'll give you one example that we're going to talk about on Sunday. In in verses 13 through 18, uh, the Lord gives the very purpose for why these strikes, these blows, which is what the plagues are, they're strikes upon them, uh, why he does these things. And it really answers the question of some unbelievers will look at this and say, God, the, the God of Scripture, is such an egomaniac. He's like a narcissist. He's doing all this for his glory, that his name would be known, trying to prove a point. I mean, if he's this much of a, of a narcissist, he's, he doesn't deserve my worship, even if he does exist. And yet the believer looks at this on the other side, the same exact actions and purposes that the Lord gives here, uh, and says that that's the greatest gift that God can do mm-hmm. is that his creation would know him and rest in him and know him more personally and, and accurately. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the components that we're going to have as we draw this out is, is to ask the Lord to soften our hearts, mm-hmm. uh, to reveal himself to us in his word. And, and as he's revealed himself in the person of Christ. Uh, but we want to be able to have sensitive enough hearts that when we see the unbeliever that looks and rages against God, that it's actually an opportunity for us to help make Jesus Christ more accurately known to them yeah. uh, rather than strike them or to mock them or to write them off or say, well, they're just, they're not like me. 
to look at it and say, this is an opportunity to, to make God more clearly known. And he has purpose in that of putting us in their lives. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a sweet, sweet day. And we're also going to be uh, continuing uh, on, uh, re- re-singing, I should say, the new song that you introduced to us on Sunday. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so it's called All I Have is Christ. And it really uh, walks us through. It's, it actually starts the song in kind of a man, uh, you know, we use this God-man-Christ mm-hmm. response. Um, structure to our services. And even in this song, it's man, Christ, and response, and the verses, and then the hallelujah, which is praise God is what that means. So obviously there's the God portion of the song. So it's a kind of an all-encompassing song that we get to sing. Um, but it does start with, you know, the man portion where we're admitting our sin. You know, I once was lost in darkest night. You know, it, it talks very clearly of sin and separation from God. Then it talks about the, the crucifixion, the restoring work of, of Christ. And then... Uh, the, the last verse is very much, now I'm going to live for you, use my life mm-hmm. however you please kind of thing. So it is a response. And so, you know, we'll get to sing that again this Sunday. And then we're, we're going to sing it again in a, in a few weeks. I'll go ahead and do a little shameless plug here. There's nothing uh, shameless about this. This yeah. is just, this is just, it's a beautiful thing, actually. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So, uh, so we will have the choir up again on October 3rd. And then October 17th, we're actually kind of this little folksy, acoustic, string section kind of Sunday uh, planned. And so Sylvia has two kids that play string instruments, and they'll actually hopefully be a part of that uh, as well. So um, so we'll have a little string section, and we'll sing that again on that on that Sunday as well uh, with a little bit of an arrangement that we're going to do. We um, have some, some, some incredible musicians within our, our worship ministry that are helping us kind of arrange and get those things ready. So uh, we're really excited about that. So... Uh, happy to add that song into kind of our our mm-hmm. diet of songs as we yeah. you know we do sing a small portion a small selection of music uh, we sing things kind of uh, so that they will be familiar to us so mm-hmm. yeah like you said we just introduced it last Sunday we're going to sing it again this Sunday and we'll sing it sometimes mm-hmm. uh, so, for some Sundays to come so that we will be able to hide that within our heart and mm. remember that and sing it. Um, with confidence and, and familiarity. So rich theology and a good time together. Yeah. Uh, so Sylvia, we thank you for coming in and, uh, and that you volunteered to be a weekly host on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So excited. So excited. Add that to the job description. Uh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. We got you now. No, we're only kidding, but we're grateful for you. We're thankful you're here and, uh, uh, looking forward to gathering this Sunday, Stephen.